Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thanks for being here. Great to have you with us. Marxist Dim Special Counsel Jack Smith caught once again in controversy and abuse of power. The junkyard Jackal Smith and Obama-appointed judge Beryl Howell are trying now to cover up the fact they both suggested President Trump was a flight risk. That's right, a flight risk trying to justify the non-disclosure order when President Trump's Twitter account was illegally searched earlier this year. That according to newly released court documents. Smith admitted He included inaccurate information, as he put it, when he asked Judge Beryl Howell for a secret search warrant for Trump's Twitter account. Elon Musk's Twitter was fined $350,000 because it delayed producing the subpoenaed records. Twitter argued the non-disclosure order violated Donald Trump's First Amendment rights. Biden's corrupt Justice Department, of course, working in great secrecy, obtained a non-disclosure order that prohibited Twitter from informing Trump about the subpoena. Can you imagine that? Smith lying to the court to keep it secret by saying the former president was a flight risk for crying out loud. To be clear, Jack Smith is evil, and he is doing evil, and he is working with federal judges every bit as awful as he is. President Biden, to be correct, the puppet president, Joe Biden, was in Pueblo, Colorado this week touring the largest wind tower manufacturer in the world. Of course, pushing his green energy nonsense, and boy was he having some really bad cognitive moments. A hard time reading off teleprompter. No one had a clue what he meant to say. Let's take a listen now to a few of Biden's greatest gaffes of the week. As you listen, remember... There are all sorts of Marxist Dems who are pretending that this man is actually the President of the United States. 
actually in charge and not merely the puppet he really is. Here in Colorado, the wind turbine manufacturing Vistos is, is investing $40 million to expand its factory and hire an additional 1,000 employees. Solar manufacturer Ber Meyer Berger is building a new solar cell factory just down the road in Colorado Springs. But when I took office, since then, the first two years, we created over 14 million brand new jobs, good paying jobs. By the way, I cut the federal deficit of over $7 billion while doing all this. Instead of cutting them, or like Congressman Trump and Bo were going to do. I've said this, and I said this to Deng Xiaoping in the Himalayas, and I've said this to every world leader. It's never, never, never been a good bet to bet against the American people. Never, never, never. Just a quick fact check on a few of those. Biden did not cut the federal deficit by $7 billion. The federal budget is right at $7 trillion, though, but we don't know if there's any correlation. And no, Biden didn't create more than 14 million new jobs. And no, President Donald Trump is not a congressman. And lastly, we think Biden was trying to say Xi Jinping. What he said was Deng Xiaoping, who died in 1997, He's considered the architect of modern China. Perhaps Biden's best gaffe of the week, though, came on a hot mic when he was meeting with factory workers, where he told one of the gentlemen, his Marines have a code that could blow up the world. Here he is. This is Nick. Hey, Nick. This is uh, Nick. Oh, now, look, my, my Marine carries that. It has a code to blow up the world. That doesn't is not... Nuclear weapons, oh, is it? No. All right, okay. <laughs> Remarkably, those factory workers didn't seem too alarmed as he was muttering such nonsense. I wish I could tell you all of these clips didn't really happen, that this is all a joke, but it's not. This is our reality. This man is the leader of the free world, or at least the puppet, the puppet figurehead, the puppet figurehead that the national news media pretends is actually the president, run by God knows who. Our guest today is James Comer. He is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee and a great American. Mr. Chairman, great to have you with us, and this is once again an action-packed week for you and your committee. You've discovered so much evidence against President Biden and his family over the past year. Now you have an email from a bank investigator a bank money laundering investigator who years ago raised alarms about Biden money laundering. If you would, please give us a sense of its importance in your judgment. Well, it's a very significant email, Lou, because to me, that's a snapshot of the thought process that a bank would use before they issued a suspicious activity report, which is a major bank violation that's filed with Treasury when a bank notifies the Treasury cabinet that they suspect their customer has committed a crime. Remember, the Bidens have over 170 suspicious activity reports, which is probably more than any family in America. And the, the bank examiner identified several red flags. First of all, you had a $5 million wire from China into a pretty much dormant checking account. The company that owned the checking account had no 
purpose, which meant it was a shell company. It was a fake company. That's what the examiner is saying. It was a shell company uh, that suddenly gets a $5 million wire. The fact that the owner of the company was a politically exposed person, which I'm a politically exposed. Anyone that's high up in politics would be a politically exposed person. And that politically exposed person was a term put in, I believe, when Dodd-Frank passed to make sure that politicians don't get special interest rates or special deals. So you, for the bank examiners, they look at politically exposed people to make sure the bank's not giving them a sweetheart deal or whatever. But with this politically exposed person, you get $5 million wire. You already got a shell company. And they looked at reports from Biden, who is the politically exposed person, and realized that through his statements that his ex-wife made, he had a drug problem and he was in financial trouble. They also knew that China was trying to buy influence with American politicians through vulnerable children. And they felt like this could be a national security threat, that, that the Bidens could be involved in a bribery scheme. So you have bribery, you have money laundering, you have tax evasion. The list goes on and on. There's so much information in that one paragraph of that email. And again, that is a conversation between the top money laundering examiner for one of the nation's biggest banks and the, his superior about the concern that uh, they have with their client, who was Hunter Biden. And to get a sense of this, uh, to have that examiner, that investigator uh, providing some uh, oversight, if you will, of what's going on to make these statements uh, and for those statements to be ignored uh, and not and no action to be taken. Mm -hmm. uh, when you talked about being politically exposed at that moment. That big old bank is politi politically exposed and it's criminally exposed, is it not? It, it, it is. And the banks know that. The banks take this very seriously because, as you know, Lou, the bank examiners come in. Anytime the bank files a suspicious activity report, that invites the examiners to come in. Banks don't want to file these, despite what the Washington Post will try to make you believe that everybody gets a, a suspicious activity report. They try to I think they get a suspicious activity report confused with an overdraft fee. Right. No, banks don't want to file these because it invites examiners to come in. If you're a politically exposed person and you get a suspicious activity report, the examiners will fly from whatever city they live to that bank to go in there to immediately examine that. So normally, and I've said this before, banks don't file suspicious activity reports against prominent clients without communicating with them first. And it looks to me like that examiner asked what that five million dollar wire was right mm -hmm. because he said that the they su suggested the biden suggested it was a loan and again look everything that we've come up with they said is a loan but i have their bank statements and let me tell you they've never made hardly any payments on any of these loans and that five million if that were a loan if they listed that as a loan that puts them at over 13 million dollars in loans that the Biden family has taken, that, that, that just Hunter and, and Jim Biden have taken, $13 million loans. And they don't have, I bet their net worth isn't a million dollars. And you, 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 you're a banker, you're a financial guy, you know, that's, that's not possible. And what, you know, what it looks like is tax evasion here, uh, because if you, 
if you claim something as a loan, you don't have to report it on your right. taxes. So the bank examiners take this stuff very seriously. And when when Biden said it was a loan, he did what I said when Joe Biden claimed those two checks, one for two hundred thousand, one for forty thousand that was written to, to Joe Biden. We've talked about on your show. He said those were loan repayments. And I said, well, provide the documents to prove it was a loan repayment. He couldn't do that because it wasn't a loan. So the bank examiner said, oh, okay, if that's a $5 million loan, we need the bank documents, or we need the loan documents for the bank examiners. Because the bank examiners will see this and they will say, if it's a loan, we need the loan documents to prove it. They could not produce loan documents because it was not a loan. And the suspicious, uh, the SARS, uh, all of them, uh, coming down, you've got all of the questions by the examiner, the uh, uh, providing oversight and the examiners following up on uh, the books of the bank. Right at this point, you've got, it seems to me, commendable evidence of highly irregular uh, and and frankly, on its face, illegal activity. Uh, and the activity extends to the bank if they didn't do something about it in terms of their examiners. Mm-hmm. So this is getting this is getting uh, I, I would think that there's some people getting a little tight throated about it now, uh, whether they're in banking or whether they're in the Biden family. Right. And, you know, the fact that the Bidens had 170 suspicious activity reports, and then they were subject of another at least 50. That's 220 suspicious activity report, basically by one person, filed with the Treasury cabinet. But yet, Joe Biden wants to act like he didn't know. He didn't. No one at Treasury ever said, "Mr. President, your son has 220 major bank violations." Yeah, that's hard to believe. But then another thing, the last thing I want to make about that five hundred thousand dollar wire, Lou, is forty thousand dollars of that ended up in Joe Biden's bank account. That forty thousand dollar check from Joe Biden came from that five million dollar wire. We did it in the in the last video I produced. Five million dollars came from China. They wired forty thousand four hundred thousand dollars to a Wasco, which was supposed to be the deal Joe Biden was. 10% owner of, and then Joe gets 10% of that 400000 which is $40,000. That's that's where Joe Biden plays into all this. That $5 million wire that they claimed was a loan to the bank examiner is, in fact, $40,000 of, of, of Joe Biden's income that he claimed was a loan as well. <laughs> so. so, So you have all of this money. You have all of these transactions. You have all of these shell companies. Uh, it, it, it's, it looks like a video game when you chart it out. Uh, to what purpose? To, to what end? Uh, because I, I go back to this. I've been following you and your investigation since uh, <laughs> uh, Janet Yellen wouldn't let you have those SARS. The yep. Treasury Secretary of the United States prevented the House Oversight Committee chairman, from having those SARs. That was a politically exposed person, too, again, uh, and uh, as unethical as it could possibly be. Janet Yellen, former Federal Reserve uh, chairman, uh, economist, 
and she is up to her earballs in political dirty tricks and trying to block the United States Congress as well. Yeah, look, uh, the the chairman of the Oversight Committee has never been blocked from Treasury before from getting a suspicious activity report. She blocked us for several months, but to her credit, she finally let us in. But in the beginning, when she blocked us, Lou, she's like, I don't understand why you all would want to see these. Like, there's really nothing to see here. And that's the same thing that happened when I called Christopher Ray asking about the 1023 form that alleged Joe Biden took a bribe in Ukraine. He tried to act like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no 1023 form about Joe Biden. Then when he found out I actually had a copy that someone had snuck out to me, then he changed his tune, kind of like Janet Yellen. Yeah, it's extraordinary. We're talking with the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, Congressman James Comer. Uh, we're going to, uh, as soon as we take a quick break here, uh, we're going to take up what looks like absolute certain evidence of President Biden's involvement in his son's business dealings, uh, physical content evidence, it's called, I believe. Uh, the Democrats have been asking for it. Well, on the other side of this commercial break, it'll be your day. We're coming right back with Congressman James Comer. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're back. We're talking with Congressman James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee. And I, I do a radio show on WABC each Sunday, and we have call-ins. And it's and I, I enjoy those call-ins and the questions. Uh, but occasionally we get a call from someone saying, you know, there's no direct link between Joe Biden and all of this highly suspicious activity. Uh, there are Republicans who actually even call in to say that same thing. Sounds like you've got that connection right now. Yeah, I think we've had it for a long time, Lou, but we get a little bit more every day. Remember, uh $40,000 of that $5 million wire from China that the Bidens can't explain what they did to get it, that ended up in Joe Biden's back pocket. That's a fact. Joe Biden said he never communicated with his son about his business dealings. Joe Biden said there was an absolute wall between the government and his family's financial schemes. What we found was emails between the White House and the Biden business associates and schemes, but they were in pseudonyms. So Joe Biden was using a fake name on his government email 
to communicate back and forth with not just his son, but his son's shady business associates about things the government had planned in those countries where they were getting the millions and millions of dollars. Joe Biden said he never met any of the people that his uh, family received money from. We've proven he met with them all, Lou, every one of them. In fact, some of them he had dinner with at Cafe Milano. So uh, we've, we've proven that Joe Biden's gotten money from the deal. We've proven that Joe Biden met with all these people, even the AmeriCorps Health people, where he got his $200,000 right. from. The company in Florida, the healthcare company that, that failed, he actually met with them with his brother before his brother got the $600,000 loan from them that he never paid back. I mean, Joe Biden was involved in everything. And at the end of the day, look, does anyone with any common sense believe that these people were just giving the Biden family millions and millions of dollars because they liked Hunter Biden? No, they were doing this for access to Joe Biden. And that's what Devin Archer said in the transcribed interview we had with him. He said the Bidens were selling the brand and Joe Biden was the brand. And the brand was doing things mm -hmm. and uh, and getting paid for the for the influence uh, that uh, attends that brand. Let's let's go to the issue here, and that is the impeachment inquiry mm -hmm. with all the evidence you have with all that is wrong with this picture uh, on its face. Uh, an impeachment from the House is not a, uh, a, a jury trial. It is a charge, is it not? That's right. It seems to me that, and I'm going to say this, perhaps I don't mean it unkindly, but the new speaker shouldn't have any reason to hesitate in moving ahead with that that inquiry and concluding it with an impeachment of President Joe Biden. Am I wrong? You're, no, you're you're absolutely right. And I'll I will say this: he he does not uh, have any hesitation. the The problem has always been getting getting the two hundred and seventeen, two hundred eighteen, whatever we need votes. Uh, as you know, our conference has been broken for for uh, many months now, and there are a lot of hard feelings. But I think the message that I'm giving to our conference, and Jim Jordan and I are going to present uh, this week to the conference uh, where we are, and we're going to ask for a vote on the floor uh, to to certify the impeachment inquiry because uh, that's what you that's what some people think needs to happen. It depends on who you ask. And, you know, the, the, as Republicans, we talk about holding bad actors in the government accountable for wrongdoing. I mean, Joe Biden has lied to the American people over and over and over right. about his knowledge and involvement in his family's business dealings. 65% of Americans believe that according to every liberal poll in America. So it's probably more like 75%. And that's with no one in the mainstream media covering this, or when they do, they say no evidence. So, you know, our conference is going to have to get together. And again, it, it, you know, we, you know, six or seven members that, that, you know, are always a little squishy. And we're going to say, look, we've got to do everything possible to give the oversight committee, the judiciary committee, 
every power they can have to get documentation. The reason, at the very least, our conference should vote to make uh, impeachment inquiry uh, uh, official or whatever the the, the right. certified is the fact that this administration refuses to turn over documents. This administration refuses to come and be deposed or to testify. And at the end of the day, why would why would the White House or the National Archives not turn over the the tens of thousands of pseudonym emails? Why would the the National Archives not tell us were any of those classified documents that Joe Biden mishandled were any of them related to Ukraine, Russia, or China? That's all we want to know. You don't have to tell us what they were. I mean, we would prefer you tell us what they are, but were they involved in any of these countries? They know we're investigating this family for bribery, uh, for receiving tens of millions of dollars from our enemies around the world, and they know that the families never said what they did to receive the money. Were they sending classified documents? To that, I mean, we need to know these things. Every American deserves the truth, and the only reason we don't have more answers to these questions, though, is because of the obstruction from this White House and this administration. The banks are working with us. Everyone in the private sector that we've subpoenaed for information has either provided it or in the process of providing it. The one obstacle, and it's a big one, has been the government, the FBI, the DOJ, the IRS the National Archives, the White House, those are the obstacles to this investigation. And that's what we need to do. And Mike Johnson's all in favor of that. Hopefully we'll get that vote through next week. Yeah, you you talked about those obstacles. It sounds like straight up obstruction of Congress. Uh, And on that basis alone, an impeachment would be in order. Uh, it is it is a hard, I think, for a lot of people. You talk about 65 to 75 percent of Americans understand what's going on here. They look at the evidence. They see what is real and what is just simply a defensive blather on the part of a, a you know, uh, I think you described their spokesman there at the White House one time. Well, I'm not going to repeat that, but uh, you can, you can. I, but, but I thought it was accurate. I, I, yeah. I thought you were highly yeah. accurate. Absolutely. Uh, and to to look at this and see the hesitation on the part uh, of, of a, you know, a few appropriators, uh, some, uh, you know, broken hearts, apparently. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the existential decisions that will be taken now for this republic. This is yeah. not a time for for the, the cowardly defenses of their little hurt feelings. Uh, I mean, we're yeah. talking about the future of this republic. Uh, and I can't imagine uh, for the life of me why anyone would play games in your conference with the conclusion of this impeachment inquiry because the nation depends uh, on the outcome. That's right. And and let me be clear, 98% of our conference strongly supports impeachment inquiry, and I would say it's about the same percentage on, on impeachment. Uh, the problem is we have to have 99.5% to... Uh, to, to move right 99.6 percent i guess to move forward and uh, we're working to try to get that it shouldn't be this difficult it shouldn't be this difficult lou to make cuts to the federal budget but it has been right. unfortunately so again i know people look back and they say oh my gosh why haven't congress cut more spending at, at the end of the day 
95% of our conference wants to make some pretty significant cuts. Uh, we've got about 5% for whatever reason that don't. And, you know, there's no margin for error when you when you can only lose two votes. I mean, you know, the, the odds are that Santos is, is probably going to be expelled from Congress, which the fact that Congress will expel Santos, and, but they won't uh, expel Mayorkas or 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 uh, Biden is that that's not uh, anything that I can understand very clearly. But at the end of the day, I think that I think our conference is going to get there only because we've proven so much evidence and the fact that this administration is obstructing Don Bacon, who's one of the more moderate members, someone I respect. He was a, 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 a I believe a general in the in the Air Force, uh, Brigadier General, Brigadier yes. General. And he said to CNN, they asked him if he would support impeachment inquiry. I know they asked him that because he thought he would say no. And he said, yeah. He said, uh, they've proven a lot of evidence. You know, there, there's some things we need to find out about. And he said, uh, and this administration's not cooperating. They're obstructing. So, yeah, I'm going to vote for it. And and the CNN anchor about faded, Luke. So, uh, you know, that's that's a good sign. I think we're getting there. But it's been hard. I mean, it's been hard to, to get there or We'd have probably been a little further along, but you know, the the longer this investigation lasts, the more evidence we find. We found that email that we we right. released that, that showed what the bank thought about all the crimes the Bidens were committed. That that's a good piece of evidence there. Well, evidence of plenty, and we're going to take up the politics of plenty when we continue mm -hmm. right. with uh, Congressman James Comer, Chairman of the House Oversight Committee. Stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Colmer. Uh, Congressman, let, let's turn to Hunter Biden, the subpoenas that have been put forward, uh, and, and your judgment about the responses that you've received. Yeah, well, uh, I think everyone we've subpoenaed has responded in some form or fashion. Usually what happens, or always what happens, when, when someone receives a subpoena from Congress, they hire an attorney, and the attorney contacts our staff attorney on oversight. Uh, so they try to negotiate a time and the parameters, whether it's going to be a deposition, whether it's going to be a transcribed interview, you know, what questions can be asked, what questions can't be asked, what, how long will the deposition last, things like that. So uh, every single person that we've actually subpoenaed in this last round, which is around 10, they have all, we've heard from their attorneys and they're, we're, we're waiting back. But, you know, you just, 
you, you wonder if Abby Lowell and uh, the big the big attorney isn't uh, telling them all to stand down or, or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, if they don't comply with our subpoenas, then uh, I, I am confident that uh, we will be able to hold them in contempt because uh, our members of Congress expect people to comply with our congressional subpoenas from my committee because we've done this the right way. We checked every box. We dotted every I and crossed every T to get to this point. And you mentioned Abby Lowell, the attorney for Hunter Biden. Uh, His response to the committee sounded uh, extraordinary uh, to me, uh, extraordinarily arrogant, uh, suggesting he would set the terms uh, for what is a standard uh, congressional uh, procedure, which is a private uh, transcribed interview before going to public uh, testimony. Is that not correct? That is correct. And what they try to do is work with the media to spin a narrative like, oh, they were talking about a closed door deposition. That's how depositions are conducted. That's how Adam Schiff did the both Trump impeachments. That's how the January 6th committee operates. You do depositions, then you have the hearing. Someone said, oh, we want to have a hearing like the January 6th committee. Well, they did depositions and then they taped them and then they broadcast them in a production. You know, they didn't have r- very many witnesses in the January 6th committee. They played clips from their depositions. The difference in a deposition and a hearing, Lou, in a hearing, you go five minutes back and forth, 25 members, five minutes back and forth. You might get 35, maybe 40 questions in on our side to Hunter Biden. In a deposition, we could get four to 600 questions in. We have a lot of questions, Lou. There are a lot of shell companies, a lot of wire transfers from our enemies around the world, a lot of Bidens who benefited from these. You can't get that in in a committee hearing. So just because Hunter Biden got special treatment from the Department of Justice, from the IRS, from the FBI, that doesn't mean he's going to get special treatment from Congress. We set the rules. We're not doing anything any differently than any other investigation in the history of America. We We have built up the evidence. Now we're in the deposition phase, which signals you're at the end of the investigation, and then we'll issue our report. Uh, but the deposition phase is is an obvious piece of the puzzle. I mean, why would you spend nine months investigating? We have 20,000-plus pages of documents. Those are a lot of questions that we need to ask to, to be able to conclude the 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 outcome of this investigation. So Abby Lowell is trying to create a false narrative like they said. Remember, they said, oh, the laptop's not real. It's Russian disinformation. And then when the stuff came out on Brisbane, oh, that's not true. That was all Rudy Giuliani. You know, they try to create these false narratives. Now they're saying, well, he's wanting to do a closed door deposition. I've never heard of such. I mean, they're just they're just liars. And look, Abby Lowell, everybody's scared to death of Abby Lowell. He's representing Menendez, too. Okay, he's representing Menendez, the guy they caught for the umpteenth time taking bribes from from foreign actors. They just pulled a bunch of gold bars out of his refrigerator or something a couple of weeks ago. Abby Lowell got him off the first time. Abby Lowell is representing him again. We do these depositions. Abby Lowell can sit between both his clients. He can have Menendez on this side and Hunter Biden on this side, and they can talk about how innocent they are in this influence peddling. They'll get their public hearing. I want a public hearing after we do the depositions. 
Well, and that public hearing could be, I think, uh, certainly revelatory to the public. Uh, I also think, you know, it'd be lovely to see those depositions. Will you make those depositions public as well? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. That's that's what is so offensive about what the the media is, is trying to spin on behalf of the Biden legal team that, uh, oh, these are closed door. No one will ever know. Everything we've done in this committee has been transparent. I would argue this is the most transparent congressional investigation in history. We've produced four bank memorandums. When I say they had a shell company, I list the shell company. When I say they got a wire from from China, we list the wire from the bank. We have everything that we've said. We've produced evidence. This isn't Adam Schiff saying, oh, there's a steel dossier. Trust me, it's bad. I mean, that's what the Democrats have always done. We have produced evidence with everything, with everything. We do these depositions. We will release the transcripts. The only time since I've been chairman of this committee, a transcript hasn't been released is if it pertained to classified information. So, yes, everyone in America will know exactly what is said in this deposition. If you cough, it's written in the transcript. So they will know and we will continue to be very transparent. Well, I, I've got to ask you a question because it it occurs to me that with all of the pattern of uh, of questionable dealings, uh, the illegal dealings, uh, money laundering, shell companies, everything. It, it, have you correlated at any point when the uh, it's seemingly illegal activity, the checks stopped, uh, the the banks uh, suddenly weren't getting quite the same amount of money. Uh, is there that point that you've correlated that somehow suddenly the Biden enterprise uh, came to a standstill? Yeah, I think that there were different phases. I think there have been three phases in this uh, scheme with the Bidens, in my opinion. Uh, the first phase happened uh, from from 2014 to 2018. They're straight up influence peddling and, and accepting wires through the shell companies and then laundering down to the Biden family members. Then they started changing the way they operated. And now we know from the IRS whistleblower notes that about, you know, end of 2018, the IRS rolls in on them. And like, whoa, I mean, all these suspicious activity reports, all these shell companies, all this money laundering, you know, what, what are y'all doing? And they knew, they knew they, the, the game was over. So then they started going and saying everything was a loan. Then you don't have to report a loan. Then nobody, then the IRS wouldn't know about it. They started taking in through and calling everything a loan. Then once Joe Biden became the nominee for president, then something had to change again, right? And it looks to me like the influence peddling is still going on, but it's going on through the sale of artwork. Right. And that's why we brought in the, or we've, we've uh, subpoenaed George Burgess, the art gallery owner, to find out who in the world is buying this art. I wonder if it's not the same people. That had been wiring the Biden family members. And, you know, there's a pattern with the people that were sending the Biden's money through these wires. So they were all in trouble. They were all in trouble. They were all wanting to do something that couldn't be done. China was wanting to be able to remove the barriers so they could start taking over different industries. Uh, the Burisma people wanted the 
prosecutor fired, the Romanian uh, nationalist, he was in trouble for corruption. He was wanting help. The, the Russian oligarch didn't want to be sanctioned. You know, everybody that sent the Biden's money were in some tor- some type of trouble. The, the healthcare company, they were about to go bankrupt. They needed money, an infusion of cash from the Middle East. Everybody fits a pattern of needing something from the government. And through it all, the Biden family has to be the most protected family ever in the history of the United States. Whether it's a Secret Service covering for a bag of cocaine in the White House, whether it is uh, refusing to give up visitor logs, uh, the the FBI and its intervention with the Department of Justice in an IRS investigation, and the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. And nearly every agency has cocooned the Bidens here. Have you ever seen anything like it? No. This is an example of the deep state. And this is a line in the sand for the deep state. I don't think the deep state really cares about Joe Biden. They care about self-preservation. And in order for them to continue to exist, they need a weak president who they know is compromised, who they cannot uh, ever doubt will try to go in and make significant reforms or disrupt the way they operate. Their worst fear in the world, Lou, is that Donald Trump comes back into power and goes straight after the deep state actors. So this is a this is a matter of self-preservation for the Bidens. This has nothing to do with the fact that Joe Biden's a great president or someone they like or respect. This is about self-preservation for the deep state. And one uh, concluding question, uh, if I may. Uh, Everyone is on pins and needles uh, to see whether or not this can be uh, the impeachment inquiry concluded uh, this year. Do you think it will be? This year? I think that uh, we'll have a vote this year, and I think that uh, it'll be certified that we have an official impeachment inquiry. Uh, But, you know, the depositions will probably last through December and January. So, you know, we're trying to wrap it up. That's why, you know, if the, if the administration will cooperate with us and if our witnesses will come in uh, and do their depositions, then then maybe, but more than likely the, the end of January. Well, Mr. Chairman, we always give our guests the last word. Uh, your concluding thoughts, and I want to just say uh, thanks so much for your time today, and thanks for all that you and your committee are doing for the country. Well, thank you, Lou, for, for keeping people informed on this. It, it's very difficult. Uh to do the right thing to try to provide the American people the truth and transparency when you have so many in the media who are, you know, not only are they not covering this, not only are they not trying to uh, investigate wrongdoing, they're attacking me and, and my committee for having the audacity to investigate public corruption at the highest level. So anytime we have uh, someone like you that has a big following that that's trying to get the truth to the American people, it's, it's very appreciated by, by me and everyone on my committee. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Congressman James Comer, Chairman of the House Oversight Committee. God bless you. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs tonight and check out LouDobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you and may God bless America.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.